And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. Matthew chapter 17, verse 5 and 6. Many of you are aware that this is the text that talks about a transfiguration. Amen. I want to just start from here. Praise the Lord. Because many of you are aware that Jesus took three disciples, three of three of his apostles, at the top of a mountain, and he transformed. Amen. And when he transformed Peter, he transformed, sorry, and Elijah and Moses appeared. Mm-hmm. And Peter started speaking. And Peter said, it is good that we are here. So let's make three tabernacles. Uh huh. He said, let's make one for Moses, one for... And as Peter was speaking, can you say as he was speaking? As he was speaking. Can you go to verse 5? Verse 5. While he had spake, the Bible said, behold. Behold means suddenly. Mm-hmm. A bright cloud overshadowed them. Say, say God arrived. A bright, the Bible told us before, Jesus' face shone like the sun. Now, all of a sudden, a cloud brighter than Jesus' face. That's the Shekinah glory. That's the cloud that followed them in the wilderness. Oh, come on, somebody. The Father arrived. God, God was saying, what sort of buffoonery that's going on here? My son is here. Mm, and you're talking about Moses? You're talking about Elijah? What are you doing? And God just broke protocol. Amen. Broke up the conversation. Peter didn't have time to finish. And the Bible says a bright cloud overshadowed them. And behold a voice. God did not let him finish talk. Amen. A voice out of the cloud said, this is my beloved son. In whom I am. My God, I give you praise. Well pleased. Hear him. Listen to him. Amen. Wow. You know, we have the, we still have the problems. We still have that problem today. Some folks want to listen to Elijah. Someone to listen to Moses. But God said, this is my beloved son. This is my exact replica. This is the one who embodies the Godhead in full. He's here. So do not call the name of any man. Men and women are people I used for such a time. Then I move on. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. So since we see here, God himself is showing excitement for Jesus. So I'm here to encourage you, keep your excitement for the Lord. Amen. Because he merits our undivided attention. Jesus merits our undivided attention. That is why we need to listen to him. Can you say listen to him? Hebrews 3, 3 tells us, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 3 tells us that for this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses. Jesus, a man, amen? Hebrews chapter 3 verse 3, if you can turn there rather quickly, amen? Listen to what the Holy Ghost led the writer of Hebrews to say about Jesus. It says here, for this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, Inasmuch as he who hath builded the house hath more glory than the house itself. 
So the Bible is saying the builder of the house, the one who came up with the idea of the house, the one who came up with the plans of the house, the architect of the house, is greater than the house himself. So to God who is the creator of heaven and earth is greater than heaven and earth. And he's saying this is Jesus here. Colossians 1 tells us, you saw, you know Colossians 1, chapter 17. Can we go quote quickly to Colossians chapter 1, verse 17? We need to reach something here. I feel the presence of God. Colossians 1, 17. Amen? Uh, let's go to 16. 16, sorry. Verse 16, I'm sorry. Listen to what it says. It says, for by him, by him, Jesus, all things were created. Can you say all? And before you, before we begin to uh, think of what all things are, he, he, the verse continues to tell us. He does not give us a chance to think. Amen. That are in all things that are in heaven. For those of you only thinking God only created, Jesus only created the ant and the fowl and the, and, 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 and the birds. No, the Bible tells us everything that is in heaven, the three heavens. Everything there was created. Everything in heaven and everything on the earth. Everything that's visible and everything that's invis invisible. Whether there be thrones or dominions. And he's talking about order. He's talking about hierarchy. That's what he's talking about. Amen. Because there, are, oh, there is order. God came up with the idea of order. Amen. Are you with me, saints? So he's an orderly God. So the Bible says all, whether it be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. And as I say, he's talking about spiritual hierarchy and physical hierarchy. Amen. Uh-huh. And it says all things were created by him and for him. Are you getting what I'm saying? All of it was created for, by Jesus and for Jesus. Listen to me. Have you ever been or have you ever seen um, a particular area? Maybe you've been there or maybe on TV. It is just beautiful. Untouched. The trees are green. Just lush. And nobody could do that. The, the, the flowers are blooming. Just a virgin soil untouched. Somewhere hidden in the desert somewhere. In the wilderness. Nobody has been there. Amen. People have taken pictures. And I, I kept saying, God, that's what you meant. You created that for you. God just looked from the windows of heaven and said, mm, that looks wonderful. That was made just for God. He made it. Just for him. Amen. That is why... We are to be excited about Jesus Christ. Amen. In John chapter 5. Listen in John chapter 5. We are presented with a group of individuals. Who doesn't hold the same perspective of Jesus. As the father does. Let us hear the exchange. Amen. We said God is excited about Jesus. So everybody should be excited about Jesus. Unfortunately we have some religious leaders. Back then. And maybe today. Who are not as excited about Jesus as God is. Let's look at the exchange. Can you go to John chapter 5? Let's read from verse 38. Amen. This is Jesus speaking to 
in particular, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. You got verse 38? It reads, he's telling them, because G let, let, let me give you the context here. Jesus has been preaching for a while. Amen? Teaching the gospel, preaching, and the time for his departure is at hand. And so, right now, he, doesn't mix, he does not mix matters. He's direct. He's no longer, he's no longer about to veil his deity. He's direct. He's telling you the way it is. So he said to them in verse 38, and you have not his word abiding in you. He had never told them that before. Mm -hmm. But Jesus is telling the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the spiritual leaders, you don't have the word of God abiding in you. And he said, this is why. For he hath, for whom he hath sent, for whom the Father has sent, him you believe not. If God was in you, you would have believed the one who sent him. He continued in verse, I'll get back to that first phrase, and the first phrase, verse 38, and you have not his word abiding in you. Because since the time is coming when we need to have the word of God abiding in us. Are you getting what I'm saying? The time is coming, and I think it's here upon us now, where we need to have the word of God dwelling, abiding in us. Amen? So he continues in verse 39, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. And the scriptures are there which testify of me. Uh huh. Verse 40. And you will not come to me that you may have life. Jesus said he won't even come to me. He said I am the source of life. Look I'm the spark you're looking for. I am the spark you need. I'm the source. I'm Zoe. I, I got it going on. Amen. And, and he's talking. You know some people just exist. They get up today. Do what they have to do and come back. And then at night, 10 before they go to bed, they sit on the side of the bed and say, is there more? Well, <laughs> Jesus wants to avoid people having that experience. Jesus wants to give our life purpose. You get up with a spark in your eyes. Mm -hmm. Ready and steady because you are living a life on purpose. You have a goal for living. Are you getting me saints? You are full of life. You have direction and destiny. That's what Jesus is saying. I'll give your life direction and purpose and destiny. You will not just exist day after day after day. I'll make life satisfying. To you, are you with me? You need listen to me. Jesus is saying, You need to be in the hunt. <laughs> Very few of us are in the hunt. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Jesus said, I'll give you that spark, and you'll keep the stepping. You'll get the stepping. You see, you are not stepping because you've got no spark. Jesus said, You search the scriptures, you, you're searching. But nothing is happening. You don't have his word abiding in you. Sad case. I read that and I took some time to think about it. Amen. You do not have his word, his thought living in your hearts. And that's the problem. You have not made room for his word in your hearts. Mm -hmm. You have not given his word a place in your hearts. 
That's what is telling them sins. And that's what sins, we, we have to guard against that. Let me ask you, does God's word have a place in your heart? Do you forget God's word quickly? If you do, you've got to work on that. <laughs> Let me say it again. Brothers and sisters, does God's word have a place in your heart? You need to ask because if God's word doesn't have a place in your heart, his word cannot abide in you. Cannot abide in you. This is what the Bible says we must do. Can you go to Colossians chapter 3 verse 16? Colossians chapter 3 verse 16. It reads, let the word of Christ uh -huh. dwell how? Y yes, yes. It says, now the suggested subject verb here is you. Are you with me since? It's right here. It says, you let the word of God dwell in your hearts. How? Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Richly. The word richly here means abundantly, copiously, abounding within. Abounding where? Within. Pouring out. Overflowing. That's what, that, that, no, this is not a suggestion. Are you with me, saints? This is not a suggestion. This is a command from the commander-in-chief yeah. to the saints in Colossae. You have to let the word of God abide in you richly. Not your pastor. Your pastor cannot let the word of God abide in you. You have to go home and work on yourself. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to take responsibility for that. Amen. You've got to plow your heart. Get rid of the, 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 the stony soil and the thorny soil. Are you with me? Get rid of thorns and stones and pebbles in your heart. The devil, has, the devil has one goal and one goal. And that is God's word will not germinate in your heart. No, he doesn't mind the word of God being sown. Oh, but... But if, if the heart is pathway soil, the seed, will was, the seed will bounce and go elsewhere. It won't fall in the dirt and, in the dirt and germinate. Oh, oh he, he doesn't mind that. He, he doesn't mind the seed sown. He just doesn't want the seed to germinate. Because if the seeds germinate, your life will change. Are you getting what I'm saying? It takes time. That's why the Bible refers to the Christian, the Christian life as that of a farmer's. A farmer is a hard worker. Hmm. Are you getting what I'm saying? Let, let me share with you what released me with respect to really pursuing God. I found out it is a process. Mm -hmm. It's a process. A process, you have to go through a process. And not only you have to go through the process, you have to enjoy going through the process. Yeah. Amen. It, you cannot think of it being tedious. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Maturing as a Christian takes time. When I found out, amen, it is not as I was thought. You, you see, Doc, I, 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 uh, I found out it doesn't happen overnight. I found out it doesn't happen by osmosis. 
I found out that you've got to take time. I found out your pursuit has to be deliberate. It has to be intentional. It's not something, oh, oh I forgot to let me do it because I haven't done it for the day. No, no, no. That should be priority. Oh, when I found that out, I said, I'm, I'm giving myself five years to become a different Christian. Because I realized there is a process involved. And not only that, I realized that I become the person I want to be through the process. You see? That's a change that comes through the process. As you're going through the process, you begin to change. Mm -hmm, and you don't wait until the end to change. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. And so, that's the process I took. As I said, it released me when I found out. Man, this is not overnight. Because I sat and I listened to songs like, What God has for me, it is for me. Regardless whether I do any work or not. So I'm sitting, man, I'm going to do nothing. I just have to sit down and wait on what God has for me is coming down the road. Year one, I waited nothing. Year two, nothing. Year three, nothing. I said, God is hard hearing. He doesn't hear me. He must have, he must, Lord, something is wrong because I'm crying all day. Can I, can I be honest? I'm begging all day. Until somebody showed me the way and said, no, 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 son. No, 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 no. You need to engage in a deliberate search. That's why the Bible says seek. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. That's what the scripture says, right? And unfortunately, since we still have brothers and sisters thinking that same way, what God has for me, it is for me. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. Christianity is hard work. <laughs> Let me say that again. Christianity is what? Hard work. And this is what I mean by hard work. Hard on yourself. Because we have to go through reprogramming. We've been indoctrinated by the world. Okay. Are you with me? We have our own way. Our own way of what Christianity and how it should work. I got so tired of that. I decided to find out how it worked for myself. Amen. So I began reading until my heart. Until the Holy Ghost. The Bible says the word of God is like a hammer. I began reading until the Holy Ghost showed up and began to break up the fallow ground. Break up my old way of thinking. Are you with me? I, I, I remember days I used to read and, and when God gives me a different perspective, I used to push the Bible away and walk away and say, no, that wasn't what I was taught. That I remembered, listen to me, are you hearing me? I remembered vividly that I, I used to proclaim that man is, has two parts. Amen. Spirit and body and the spirit has a soul that's what i always thought because i heard a well-known scholar said that i was reading through and i came across i came across i think it's first thessalonians chapter god help me is it first thessalonians chapter 3 where it says paul prayed that your whole body soul and spirit be saved and when i read it body soul and spirit the holy ghost said to me do you still believe in body and spirit and i, I get i said are you talking to me, Holy Spirit? For years I've been talking about two. You're telling me man is now three. God will challenge what you believe. And the way you see Christianity. When you make the time. God knows. God knows those who are pursuing him. 
Are you with me? God knows those are, you remember what I told you, there's a scripture I told you God broke down for me that really changed my life. I'm saying that because brothers and sisters, it is time for God's word to abide in our hearts. He told the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, my word does not abide in you. You're looking at the scripture, but you're, you are not looking for me. Mm -hmm. You're not looking. You think just going through the scripture will get you satisfaction. No, you've got to have a goal and an aim. I told you of that scripture in Jeremiah 29. Can you go to Jeremiah 29 verse 13 in particular? Let me share the scripture with you that changed my heart. Because I found out what it takes for God's word to abide in your heart. Jeremiah 29 13. Amen. I want you to read it. I memorize it, but I want you to read it. Jesus said, can you go to verse 11? For I know the thoughts, and we'll just come all the way down. I want to show you this right here, because this is important. Jesus said, for I know the thoughts, I think towards you. God has, God is thinking about you and I. We are on God's heart. But God is a spirit. Are you with me? He's thinking about you and I. In other words, God has wishes for you and I. Just like a father and a mother has wishes for their parents. Good thoughts. God has the same for us. He said, for I know the thoughts that I think about you. Who, who has the thoughts? God, not you, not me. God has the thoughts. And he's telling us what type of thoughts. Thoughts of what? Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing. That's God is, God is thinking. He's saying, oh, I wish my son Eric had nothing missing. Nothing lacking, nothing broken in his life. Oh, I wish Jamelia had nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken in her life. That's what God is thinking. He said, not only that, thoughts not of evil. My thoughts towards you is pure. Not of evil. So when evil things happen to you, don't say it's me. When evil things happen, don't say, well, it happened to Job, it happened to me. You are not Job. And you are not living in the land of Nod. Amen? Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? Amen. Glory be to God. So, so he said, my thoughts are to give you an expected end. Mm, my thoughts for you is full of expectations. I have a good, expect, good expectations. But he's continuing. He's continuing. Can you go to verse 12? He, this is how you get it. This is how you find out the thoughts. Then you shall call upon me. The word call here means is to go and pray. Go study the Bible. Amen. Not 15 minutes a day. Not just read a devotional. Are you getting gone out of days where you can read a devotional for 15 minutes and call it Bible study? The devil is a liar. Anyhow, he said, when you do that, then you shall go and pray. Bible study, Bible reading, pursuing God, then pray. And listen, he said, he said, you still haven't arrived. I am just listening. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm just listening to you to see if you are for real or if you are looking for a sugar daddy. Yes. Yeah. If you're looking for a free ride, that's what I'm just listening. One God showed that to me. <laughs> ah, my objective for studying changed. She said, God, I don't want nothing else but you. I do not want, I'm, I'm sorry. 
I'm coming after you because I'm looking for comfort. Because I need a healing. God said, you need me. Because I need to abide in you. Uh, and, and continue. Let's con so now he's listening. Uh, let's go one step further. And you shall what? Still, you're still on the path. Seek me. Keep keeping on. And after you do that, guess what you'll do? Sata. <laughs> you'll find me when you search for me with all <laughs> all your heart and let me tell you what heart means let me tell you what heart means the heart has two compartments your born again spirit are you with me your born again which is for God and your soul your born again spirit which is just like Jesus amen that is always for God your soul is made up of your mind your will and your emotion your soul are you with me sometimes the mind is not for God sometimes your will is not for God oh your born again spirit wants to that is why there is a war in us should I study should I read should I pray are you because your born again spirit is saying let's pray let's read your soul is saying not today I'm tired I got something to do uh, you got to know how this thing works and until you open up your mouth and say soul today we are you don't just let that thought run through your mind if you if you don't open your mouth you're in trouble you got to tell your soul today we are doing that it doesn't matter what's going on today we are <laughs> Uh, glory be to you, you see that's why I call the nuts and bolts of Christianity you see many of us just come to church glory glory and then we go home and and and, and in, in in the background where this where Christianity really fleshes out we fail nobody's there when Christ do when the when when you build your Christian life nobody's there no pastor is there no worship team is there it's you and God and the devil and you have to know that. That's what I'm telling you since I'm sure you, you, the pursuit has to be deliberate and intentional. It doesn't just happen. Else, you like me, you'll go to church for years. You know I've been a Christian from the time I'm 10. I'm now I'm 55. All these years wasted. I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to tell you don't do that. <laughs> I didn't mean to get there <laughs> but that phrase when you don't have God's word abiding in your heart dangerous amen God told the spiritual leaders that and I see it too it still happens today amen you and I have a responsibility to ensure that God's word abide in our hearts Colossians 3 we just read it Colossians 3 16 you let the word of God abide in you richly not just abide richly oh God we give you praise are you looking for life <laughs> to leave amen to leave with a smile and a pep in your step listen to me you don't need to be a millionaire to do that ah no no many millionaires <laughs> find themselves committing suicide 
<laughs> oh, you need, you, let me tell you, you need Jesus Christ to hold your heart and set it on fire through his word. I'm talking about long hours of reading, long hours of praying. You see, in the next two Saturdays, you may not have time during the week. You may be able to put 30, 45 minutes a day, but now and then on a Saturday, amen, you plan this Saturday, I'm in three hours. Nobody calls me. I'm telling my cell phone. I told my wife, I'm going to put my phone and my son, I'm going to put my phone and do not disturb. And I said, call me only if. If, they, if there's an emergency. I told each other the very same thing. Because you know, I got a family. Gone are the days where I just put my phone on. I'm single, just put my phone on. Do not disturb and I read all day. I mean, so I said, for the next three hours, daddy, daddy, I told her, I told Emmanuel and I told my wife, daddy's studying. No disturbance. I don't need anybody to call me. Intentional pursuit. Well, anyhow, some of you looking at me. Like, <laughs> intentional pursuit. If you want God's word to abide in your heart, it doesn't just happen overnight. Amen. You got to plan. You, you, you got to plan. This is how I studied. Okay, I said, well, on Monday and Tuesday, it's my night to study. Mon sorry, Mondays and Wednesdays. Tuesdays and Thursdays, oh, I'm watching TV all night. But Mondays and Wednesdays, that's how I started. That's why I told myself. Another friend of mine called. He said, Emmanuel, I cannot do Mondays and Wednesdays, but I can do Tuesdays and Fridays. So he said, Tuesdays and Fridays. Sorry, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll be reading all night. Mondays, I'm watching my TV. Wednesday, I'm watching the game. But Thursday, <laughs> and Tuesday, all night I'm reading. And this is what happened. All of a sudden. Tuesday and Thursday. Jesus came. And took a hold of his heart. Guess what happened. He began reading Friday. Saturday. Sunday. Monday. When life comes in. And get a hold of you. You don't have a choice. He'll create a thirst. Anyhow, well, well, God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you, I'm telling you, it's dangerous not to let the word of God abide in your heart. And it's getting late. It's getting late, saints. It's getting late. Are you with me? It's getting late. And God is not looking for baby Christians anymore. He's looking for people who are mature. Amen. People who can stay in the fight. Even if everything is lost. Are you with me? Since I get what I'm saying, people like Job, are you getting me? Job, Job said, though he slay me, yes. but you see, Job didn't know it wasn't God who does that because God doesn't think of evil. Are you with me? God doesn't think God with God, God, we just read in Jeremiah 29 verse 11, God has good thoughts, thoughts of peace, not of evil. Job did not know it was God. It wasn't God. He didn't realize it's the devil who was doing that. Are you with me? So he said, though he slay me. He said, though, that, that, to say that. <laughs> he said, yet will I trust him. Either you trust him or you trust the devil. And Job said, I'm not trusting the devil for nothing. He said, I'm going down with God. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. And since it's something that we have to guard against. Amen. You got to, look, you got to draw a line in the sand. 
Are you with me? Draw a line in the sand and say, this is it. Yeah, this is it. I am not going past this line. Are you with me? Uh, you know, I, I read about where, where draw, drawing a line, a line in the sun came from. And it's something the, Indian, the Indians used to do. Uh, they used to draw a line in the sand and uh, tie a cord around their waist. In case those who were afraid wanted to run, they would tie a rope around their waist and stick and stick it in the ground. So if you try to run, you don't have a choice. You got to stay and fight. <laughs> so so you, you, got, you got to drive a stake in the ground. And tie a rope to your waist. And say, I'm fighting for the Lord. It doesn't matter what the devil throw at me. I'm in it to win it. I'm in life to win life. And how do you do that? How do you do that? By taking time to study. To find Jesus. The problem is many of us haven't found God. The Bible says after you. Can you go to the text? Let's read the text one more time and we'll close. Here's the process. Go to, go, to, go to verse 12. Go to verse 12. Here's the process. Go to verse 12. Thank you, Elder. Jeremiah 29, 11. 11, sorry. My apologies. Here's the process. I'm going through it one more time. Amen? Can you go to verse 11? Je Jesus, God said. Now, now, in context, he's talking to the nation of Israel. Amen? In context. But in application... It applies to you and I because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians, don't, don't turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 6, the Bible says these things were written for our learning and for our understanding. All the Old Testament was written for our learning and our understanding. Amen. So this applies to us. Is that alright? So let's see. Anybody wants peace? Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken. Well, this is what God wants for you and I. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Every day God is saying my mind is full of good thoughts to you. We are going through the process one more time. Yeah. Amen. Save the Lord. He said thoughts of peace. Thoughts of what? Peace. How many of you, you want your children to be always at peace? Yeah. Amen. Always at That's what a good parent wants for the kids. That's what God wants for you, not all, for you and I, not always hurting and disappointed and frustrated, amen, and get angry and then talking about, well, you know, the Lord allowed it. Look, let me tell you, let me, can I be honest with you? Don't you ever say the Lord, the Lord allowed nothing. Are you with me? You, you, you just opened up a door for the devil to destroy you. Because when you say God allowed sickness and allowed disease and allowed things that doesn't give peace, what you've done is you, 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 you're going to stop fighting. Where is God and the devil said, oh, you think it is God? I'm coming in now to take you. Are you getting me sense? Don't you let one example in the Bible. And everybody's going to one, one, one individual, Job. Even if Jesus came in the New Testament and says, in my name. Are you, Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, verse 17, 18. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick. In my name. Are you with me? Folk forget about that. Folk say, well, let's go back to the Old Testament and let's agree with Job and forget Jesus. <laughs> Anyhow. You, 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 you get what I'm saying? We, still, we are still doing that today. Well, if God did it to Job, why can't it? Look, you are not Job. 
and you live under better covenant. Hebrews 8, 6 says, we have a better covenant that's based on better promises. Job lived on an old covenant. Well, no, you don't have to believe me. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. We have a better covenant. Amen. And that all talk about Job. That's Old Testament. Are you with me? And so, no, no, no. I ask you to stay right there. Stay right there on our text. That's on Jeremiah 29, 11. He said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of peace, not of evil. And since you need to get that, God does not change. He's the same God of yesterday, today, and forever. If God is the same God of yesterday, today, and forever, if he's thinking about peace, he hasn't changed his mind. He hasn't said that. Are you with me? All right. Then he said, uh, he said, I want to give you an expected end. I want you to be something in life. Amen. I want you to live out your destiny. How many of you here you have expectations? Amen. Yes. And some of them are eating you in your heart. Amen. You know, you're saying, I should be doing this. I, uh, why am I not doing that? You know, you, you, you know why you feel that way? It is God in you wanting to, wanting to make himself larger through you. It is God that's, that is making you feel uncomfortable. So you can move. So we can go do. Are you with me, saints? So you feel that you, you feel that uneasiness and saying, Man, I should have been further in life, I should be doing that. It's God who's telling you, move. Okay, then let's go to verse. So all these thoughts, there is a way to see it manifest. Verse 12. I'm just going through it one more time because I think I went through it quickly. Amen. Then the, uh, all right, all these thoughts of peace and goodness, this is how we said it's going to manifest. Then you shall what? We said call means what? Call means Bible study, prayer. Are you with me? Get a plan to pursue me in order. Seek it first. Make me priority. Don't make me an afterthought. Are you getting what I'm saying? Make me priority. And since you see, hear me, hear me, hear me. This, not you but me. Ella, I used to read the Bible back and forth. And I used to come against these promises. And I used to say to myself, how comes these are working for these people? It's not working for me. What is going on? Does God practice partiality? Mm? Does God prefer the Israelites more than he does? Me? D does he? You see, these are the questions I'm going, and the devil is on me now. He's on my back saying, yes, he does. I used to be reading the promises and cry. I used to be crying. I didn't know how to get the step in. I didn't know how to start pursuing. See, I just thought a preacher would come and just wave over me. And sometimes he blow. Well, I'm telling you how I was because that's what I saw. I grew up Pentecostal and those guys, they, they would. <laughs> so that, that's what I thought. <laughs> Anyhow. Until I saw one young man from the Bahamas. He visited the church. And this man stood up. His name, we call him Brother Andy, but he, he was a pastor. And this man stood up. Without no Bible. And began scripture verses kept coming out of his mouth. And I sat. And for the very first time. For the very first time. It caught my heart. I mean nobody else existed in the room. But he and I. 
and he began to speak. And then after church, I went. I said, what happened? I said, how, how comes you know the Bible that way? How comes you know the Bible? What, what? I said, did God give you a special gift? And he looked at me. He backed up. He said, what are you talking about? He said, you need to, and that's what he said. You need to make time. And he said, Genesis 8, 22. Until the earth remain, there's going to be seed. He said, have you sown seed? And I said, uh, what do you mean? He said, how long have you been a Christian? I said, all my life. <laughs> he said, you missed it. He said, you need to sow seed. Then you're going to have, give it time. Then you're going to have harvest. Change my life. Change my life. And he said, every day I have my scripture verses on my card. He pulled out a card in his back pocket with a scripture verse that he's walking around memorizing. We just think God will give it to you. Come from heaven. And then get into heads. I don't, I don't know. I, I, for some reason. But that's the way I was brought up. I think I'm taking too much time on that. Then shall you call upon me. And you shall go and pray unto me. You need to have a prayer time with the Lord. Amen. You need to have what? Yes. Yes. And it's too late. Many of us don't have that. You need to set time for the Lord. I know when you're coming from work you're tired. Amen. Stop it in. Stop it in high food. High carbohydrates. Like I used to. All that macaroni and cheese and that rice. Praise the Lord. And that, and, that, and that mashed potatoes. Get some sweet potatoes. Are you with me saints? Get a little piece of fish and maybe cut your meal in half. Right? Small portions. I started doing that all of a sudden. No longer tired. I learned that from my wife. I said, how do you eat? How do you just come take a little piece and go? Two hours you take a small piece and go. I'm saying, where did you get that technique from? And you're not putting on any weight. I said, oh, that's what you do. I'm going to do it. And so I started. I feel so much better. One little piece. Amen. And you move, you move away. You come back two hours. Praise the Lord. I'm, I have to do what I have to do so I could keep my mind clear to read. And the Bible says, you pray and then God said, as you do that, I'm listening to you. You still haven't found me. I'm just listening to you. I'm just listening to you to see if you really want me or if you're looking for a sugar daddy. Do you really want me? Or do you, or do you want what I have in my hands? Or you, or you read all the blessings and you want the blessings? Or do, do you want me or you want what I have? And then he said, after a little while, when I see you really want me and not what I have, then he said, you'll find me. Then purpose, amen, will burst on your subconscious mind. You'll begin to live a beautiful life. Do you know what's beautiful about that type of life? You are always satisfied. In little and in much. It is okay. It is okay not to be recognized. It is okay to be recognized. It is okay to be overlooked. What I found out is less is more. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Less is more. Saints, the time is coming and it's upon us for God's word to abide in our hearts. Will you start doing that? Will you cut a path? And start pursuing the Lord so his word can abide in your heart. Colossians 3.16. You let the word of God abide in you richly. Can you say richly? richly. 
copiously, abundantly, abounding from within. Amen? And you get what I'm saying, saints? Proverbs chapter 7, verse 1. It just came to my mind. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to bring it to a close. Proverbs 7, verse 1. What it says. Yeah, Proverbs chapter 7, verse 1. I just want us to read it. Amen. It says, My son. What it says? Keep. You know what keep means? It means to guard. Keep, when you see keep in the Bible, think of a barrier. Think of a garden, a beautiful garden, and that has been fenced. So when you see keep, think of fence. So he said, my son, fence my word. And lay up my commandments. Lay up. You, do you know what it is to lay up something? To put a lot, just lay it up, just lay it up, lay it up abundantly more and more he said my son fence my word that's sown in your heart and lay up my commandments with you my commandments here is a title for god's word amen so lay up god's word in you you see my words commandment he's using them interchangeably are you with me see let's continue let's continue it says uh-huh verse two My commandments. Can you say fence? Fence my commandments and leave. Oh, oh. You got to guard my commandments. And my law as the what? So you see he's using my words, commandment and law interchangeably. Still talking about the Bible. Verse 3. And I'm going to end right here. Verse 3 says, bind them upon your fingers. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what that means in a while. Write them upon what? Write them on the table of your heart is to memorize it. Write it on your heart so you don't have to walk around with a Bible in your hands. Just bring it out. What did he say? He said, write them upon the table of your heart. That's where, I, that when I read that and God told me, memorize. That's where, after I read this years ago, I started my scripture memorization process. Amen. Because I wanted it to be written on, the, on what? The table of my, it's a metaphor talking about memorizing. W will you start doing that? I've been talking about it for a long time and I get, still get a lot of questions on that. Amen? That's how you let God's word abide in your heart. But you got to fence it. You got to guard it. You got to protect it. Amen? Father, we give you praise tonight. Fence it so it can stay there and abide. Amen? Father, we thank you so much for your word. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. 
God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11 and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850 408 8496.